1: And Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're we'll going to be talking about questionable deals and why you're doing them. Before we do that, though, let's talk about the Casual Fridays REI consulting program. Guys, basically, we're here to help. It doesn't matter if you're brand new to this and you just want some help picking and pricing accounting, or you've been at it for a while and you're looking for some help on ways to expand. All you got to do is go to our website at casualfridaysrei.com, click on the consulting tab, walk through the sign up, and then we'll be in touch to help you get started.
0: Happy Monday. Hey, happy Monday. We got caught with the case of the Mondays today, didn't we?
1: <laughs> it's so, uh, well, something didn't... Uh, so, real quick, our, we sat down about four hours ago to record our podcast and uh, our equipment stopped. And uh, we've spent the last four hours trying to find new stuff and get the stuff we got working and we're finally here.
0: Yeah. Isolating problems, what it is, what it isn't. Is it this? Is it that? Jesus.
1: Yeah. It's always a... That's the second time. The first time this happened to us in our podcasting career, one of the wires just went bad. Yeah. This time our
0: entire uh, mixer board. Yeah. Just, the just, channel. The channel. But 225. Five episodes. I was going to mm-hmm. say 223, but 225 episodes. It served us well. It put us here and put us in front of the people that are out listening in Podcastville today. Yeah.
1: And while we're recording it in our ears, it sounds like we've got the sound dead on. Truth be told, we won't know until it drops. So if you're listening to it right now and the sound is not awesome, we'll, we'll get it figured
0: out. Yeah, give us a day, maybe a week, <laughs> maybe a week. Well, I mean, it's good to be back. Questionable deals, and I love this topic because I feel like we've talked about so many things that we say, hey, we're going to do this. Hey, we're going to do that. Don't expect to get one for 257 or whatever that magical number is for you. If you're not 100% sure on a deal, don't do it. And we constantly get those people that come back to us and say, you know, I should have listened. I wouldn't do that deal again if I got it this the second time around.
1: Well, I mean, we, I think each one of us can say we've had a, at least one of
0: those in our career. I've had a bunch of them. <laughs> I've had a bunch of them. And that's why I'm so adamant about some of this stuff. And that's the, that's why we say, Hey, let us take the bruises for you. This is what we're sharing a journey for. We don't want you to have to go through that. Yeah. You know, you can lead people.
1: What's the, what's the turn? You, you lead, lead a horse to uh, water. water, but you can't make them drink. Yeah,
0: I know. Because I think that fits here. And that's it does, and it's free. It's free. We're telling <laughs> you for free that, hey, you don't have to do that deal just because you got it back. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to do the deal just because you got it back, right? And I want to, you know, if you're sending out enough mail, if you're doing it right, you're going to get more than that one deal back, right? I, I guess the maybe, I'm just spitballing, maybe the deal is they only had X amount of dollars to do one do this deal. And they got to make that mailer work. Yep.
0: And that's, and that's probably the, the big takeaway from it is that most people are in that situation where, Hey, we've got to make this work. I I had my thousand dollars for the mailer. I've got enough to buy one property. And if it doesn't work, my wife's not going to let me, my husband's not gonna let me do it again. My parents are going to think I'm a failure. And you know, it's not a good feeling to have. And I get it, but sitting on a property for a year, buying it for ten thousand dollars and selling it for nine thousand dollars a year later is not fun either
1: hmm. no it's a, I guess I mean I guess it could be worse right buy it for ten and a year later sell it for two
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that could happen yeah. it could you know just dump it on eBay and just say write the tax right off off <laughs> that, that sounded very particular was that I've done it before <laughs> <laughs> on the three deals I've lost money on and I've said this over and over again I've lost money on three deals and they were all access issues and it was It was, you know, bought it for eight, sold it for $7,400, you know, so it it wasn't a huge loss, but I say that because I don't want other people to go through. That's why I'm so particular about access. That's why when we talk about it, we say, get somebody out there. If you're not sure, if you can't see it in a Google street view, you need to understand what the access really looks like. Yeah.
1: I'd probably say that's probably the biggest one that I, at least I see people. I'm like, why would you buy that? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, well, I can see a two track there. Yeah, I guess you can see a two-track, but can you see the gate?
0: Yeah, I hate gates. Gate is a four-letter word at our house I don't like. Uh,
1: Have you ever seen a gate on a county-maintained road or a public road? I did have one of those. You did? I did. That that wasn't a setup. That was an actual question. Yeah, I I
0: did in Washington State. And the cool thing was is a guy reached out to me and goes, hey, man, I own the lot next to you. I was like, I sent you a labor letter. (laughs) And he goes, I think I had the thing listed for... Man, don't quote me on these numbers. I I listed it at like 16.5. It's up on top of mountains, five acres. It's beautiful. Well, his lot didn't have the view that my lot had. And he said he'd bought and sold a couple lots in there. I think the guy was a land investor. He just didn't want to tell me that because he made me a low offer. I mean, it was like 6,800 bucks or 6,700 bucks on this property. And I was in it for 42. And he had an Arizona address in Washington. Oh yeah, I know some people up there. I looked at the property. He had a property next to it. And when he made that offer, I was like, you know what? I would sell it for that wholesale to any other investor. So I'll sell it to him for the same. So that's what I did. I moved it to him. Well, at least you had that option. Yeah. So, I mean, it made money. At the end of the day, you make, you know, 30%, 40%. You're not you're not so horribly mad about it. But we found the gate when we sent the photographer up there. It was on a county road. He showed county road up to it. Photographer goes up there in the snow, and he can't get past this gate.
1: Uh, Well, I feel like I knew that, heard about that one. Yep. Or maybe I'm thinking about, did you have a different
0: one where the it wasn't a gate. It was just too much snow. The guy couldn't get to it. Was that the same that, one? No, it's a different one in Washington. One. Yeah,
1: That one wasn't a gate. That was just a heavy snow.
0: Yeah, and then the neighbor decided to cut in his own part of the creek, and he washed out the county road. On the one I just brought up? Yep. And it had six foot of snow, so we had to wait. And then our guy brought a snowmobile up there and went and checked it out for us. Thought it was beautiful. Then the GIS map moved. Oh. Wow. So it was just a conundrum of shit. <laughs> it was just Shit.
1: I don't. I don't even know what to say about that one. I. I, It's
0: like I said. It's not. Who bought the snowmobile? The uh, the guy that we had we were working with up there. He was an ex timberer, ex surveyor, and he's retired. And he liked to go do shit like that. And we paid him by the hour. He. I think he made more money on the property than we did because we had him go out Mm -hmm. so many times. But he rented a snowmobile, went up there and checked out the property, found a cabin on it, which was cool. And we sold it to a guy. And we, I say we might have been in it for nine or ten and sold it to him for thirteen. After we held it six months to where the snow actually melted, because it was like six foot of snow, would you go back to that county? I would mail back in that county. Yeah, yeah, I would. It's it's beautiful up there. It was just this area that they had government tracks up there. There are forty acres. We closed through title and everything, but all of a sudden our ten acre became a two and a half acre when you measured it out. Uh, and then when you and they said, oh, it may have moved. The county GIS moved all of a sudden. It moved our property probably a thousand feet, which put it from being on a road to not being on a road. To being like it's flat with with river views to side of a mountain. Mm. I've definitely bought some property that
1: had very good looking roads, but they were not county maintained or mm-hmm. anything like that. And there ended up being gates, but luckily there's no locks on them, and yeah. I was able to resell them for just like it would any other property. But
0: would you would you want to go through that again though? No, like in because, today's day and
1: age. No, because as soon as I hear the photographer come back and go, well, there was gates. I'm go. <gasps> yeah, I hate that. <laughs> Take your that. breath away, like, ah, oh, crap, here we go.
0: Yeah, so I, I'm and I, the, the show topic comes from the uh, point of the good space. You know, we had a client that was one came on with the blueprint originally, just started with us from land, has a successful career elsewhere. And he called and said, Yeah, you know, he's telling us about two wins he had. Between those two wins, he's going to make 55,000 bucks, 60,000 bucks. And then he said, Yeah, I got one that I'm going to break even on. I wouldn't buy it again. And I'm like, Oh, okay, well, why? You know, and he goes into it and it's a questionable access. It's, you know, he thought he was gonna. I'm just gonna make this one work. I'll make a little bit and go on, and it's you know it's gonna be a break even deal.
1: If you have to tell yourself ahead of time, I'll make this one work. That's not a deal you should be doing.
0: No sir, no sir.
1: I actually don't even think I could like that. Just doesn't even seem like a conversation I would have with myself. Maybe, maybe I can. I can't remember, but maybe four years ago I was like I would have done that. I, I don't know, but I. It just seems like a no brainer at this point that you have to have that conversation. And it's just not a deal you want to do.
0: Yeah, no, exactly right. And I, I think that's the big thing is that we come from a place of saying, hey, or 500-ish deals now. Um, we're telling you this because this is the shit that we had trub- trouble getting tripped up on, and we don't want you to have to go through that. Now, if you were just one of those persons that like to be beat over the head because mm. you like that stuff, do it. Go out, buy shit with questionable access. Go out and buy something in the swamp. Go out and buy something without title insurance that you didn't check the title all the way. Go do it. And if it works out great, and if it doesn't, i not going to say I told you so in person, but I'm telling you now I told you so. Yeah. I think people must be making money on questionable deals. And I bring this up because
1: might've been in our group, but someone said they've got a bunch of landlocked leads if anyone feels like they want to work it. And I remember yeah. and several people said, yeah.
0: No. And I think there's a great business model there. And I don't want that to, I don't want that to come out as, as, Hey, don't ever do that deal, but don't ever put your money in it. That's yeah. just, so get an option agreement. Try to sell it to the neighbors. Do that legwork. If that's where you find the sweat equity in there and you make the money that way, I'm all for that. I think that's an amazing niche an amazing piece that these guys and girls want to get into, but I'm saying do not put your money in it in a landlock deal. No. Yeah. What are you going to do with it? Undivided interest. That's been a popular thing here lately. I've got a couple of different groups that I'm in and it's popped up like, well, what do you do with it? I, I can buy one third of it. What are you going to do with the other two thirds? Mm. You know, can you can you partition it off? Can you do a partition suit and get the twenty five acres or the, you know, the twenty seven acres? I think one of them was and another one in Texas. Yeah, and like sixteen heirs. So it's just you got to ask yourself: is there, is your time worth that, or could you just go ahead and price another county and get another ma- mailer, another set of mailers in the box and move forward? I mean, I know I know for sure which direction I'm going. Yeah, I get a lot of people that question why we send so much mail out. And it's like, well, I just want to pick the cream of the crop because I was talking to somebody I hadn't seen her in a while. She's been kind of, she's in our group. I think Rihanna, we've talked about her before. She's the one that called me when I, she sent me to fund a deal and I didn't think it was going to make as much as it did. And she ended up making like 40,000 bucks on it. And I thought it was going to make 20. And she's like, ah, boom, mic drop, you know, Justin, and I hadn't seen her in a while. I know she still listens to the podcast, but I reached out to her and she, uh, she said that she's just putting her head down and doing work. And we were talking about project one. She had asked about that and I told her how much we spend in mail and data project one. And she's like, man, I should have came up to that live event. And you told me I should have came and you rubbed it in our face on the podcast. But when I told her, you know, I said, Hey, you know, we spent 20, $32,000, $30,000 ish yeah. dollars in mail and data. I have to look at the numbers. 32. 32. But when you talk about what that brings back, you know, over the course of this thing or what the potential is, you look at yourself and you look in hindsight. Well, yeah, I would do that all day. So if you can continue to work at that volume and you are getting cream of the crop, you are not getting the issues. Now we've had to clean a lot of deed work up, which is paperwork. We get that done on the front side, but once that's done, the property you are driving right off the road onto it. You've got good views, you got good pictures, it makes good videos, and it's desirable stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would spend that money literally every day to get back the kind of equity that or you know potential profit we have right now. Yeah, I don't. We would have to severely. Severely mess up not to profit off the deal.
0: Off the whole off the whole project one. Yeah. I mean, if we took a discount on the first property that listed, we are still trying to do the math in my head, we still make twenty five grand. That's just the first property. We've got three we've got one that closed is closed, it just had not been listed yet. So that's second one, which has got a hundred in it. And then we've got two more that just got the okay, we're waiting on the title company to finish the paperwork up that between those two are twenty five thirty plus the other one.
1: Another total of a hundred, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Another hundred thousand there. So so. three over three hundred, just barely or right at three hundred and on four properties. Yeah. Three hundred thousand potential profit on four properties and we spent thirty two thousand to do it.
0: Yeah. So the question is why that's why we send more mail versus deal with questionable deals. Yeah.
1: I think that's a pretty Good point, right there to kind of mic drop it.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna drop the mic there, Brianna Moss. <laughs> that's for you, girl. No, it's good to it's good to hear from her, and I it's I actually reached out to her because I hadn't seen her pop up in a while. She said she had her head down, she's doing work, and she's growing her business, and that's always great to do. I, I love hearing that, and like I told her, I said, "Well, call me in six months. I want to hear how you did," because it, at the end of the day, our journey we're sharing with people is to help them focus and increase their journey. So that's what all this is about. It's not about a you know a, a flashy Rolex or a Lambo. I would take a. Nice Rolex, though. Whatever, you're, you're a watch guy. You don't even wear a watch anymore.
1: Something about that Rolex presidential. It's too much money for me to ever spend on a watch, but wouldn't mind it. Bougie ass. All right, uh-huh. right, let's take us out of here, Adam. <laughs> All right, that's it for today, guys. As always, go to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, go to a like, a follow, a subscribe, and then go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to wherever else you're listening to us. Like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. We appreciate it. We love you. See you Monday. Bye, guys.